Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Michael C. Bouchard. This is uh, the Night Stalker podcast. This is actually episode 120. The the Darden family uh, murder was actually 119. I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, I found a couple episodes that hadn't been uh, numbered yet, so this is actually 120. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, something probably a lot of you have thought about in your lifetime. You know, it's funny because, you know, when you're in the law enforcement field, um, you know, getting clothes out of your locker or out in the... Uh, parking lot, you know, bullshitting with other cops, you know, how many, how many times have you heard people say, I should have write, I should write a book? Well, you know, really, that's not really that hard to do, to be honest with you. There's a couple of things you need to do. Um, and the reason I'm going over this is because, you know, a lot of people get frustrated or think it's too hard to do. Um, I actually have a friend that's a, a writer a journalist, and he's had ideas about books, and he just never wrote one because he thought it was maybe too hard to do. Well, the fact is, I'm not going to tell you it's not a lot of work, depending on what type of book you wrote, and I'm not going to tell you there's not going to be parts that are going to be sticky about it and stuff like that, but there are, you know, If you're going to write a book about certain things, depending on what it is, my first suggestion is get a notebook and jot down notes because our memories aren't as good as we think they are, especially if after 25 years in law enforcement, all of a sudden you're going to write a book about things that happened 20, 25 years ago. You know, you remember certain details, but you don't remember everything. Uh, for the average writer, depending on what it is, uh, true crime is a lot different than writing a mystery novel. Uh, true crime, you know, you have police reports, you have newspaper articles, you have witnesses, you have statements, you have physical evidence, and so on and so on forth, you know. Um, Mystery novels, thrillers, science fiction is completely different because you have to make up the characters in your own mind. Now, what becomes confusing with that type of uh, novel is that there's a lot of information, regardless of how simple a novel is, there's a lot of information that you put into that novel, people, places, things, times, dates, that you'll get two or three chapters down and go, crap. I know the murder occurred somewhere, and now i got to go back and fi- figure out where I said it was going to... Or I remember the road name. I mean, I, I, I know he died on a particular road, but now i got to go research the name. And that's a big part of uh, That's a big part of it, going back and forth. So, uh, like, a, again, a notebook. If you have certain characters, write your characters out, write what they're going to do. And don't don't be too concerned if your your victims all of a sudden turn into the murderers and the 
little old lady on the corner who's now the axe murderer or, or she becomes a dead body found in a field because things change. You know, as, as your story evolves and the dynamics of it evolved, uh, things change. So don't worry about that. You know, it'll, it'll naturally flow through. I mean, you know, you just have to make sure that the whole story in itself, regardless if it bounces back and forth, that all of the facts kind of flow into this one final final plot or an ending, you know. Um, you know, you go to a lot of these online sites and it's just, you listen to these authors and this and that and it's just too much freaking information. Just too much information first, especially if you're a beginner. And then, like me, yeah, I can write, but the thing is, I am not uh, computer savvy. Um, you know, I am like Fred Flintstone on the computer. Yeah, I might, I might write. I could write like Shakespeare. You know, I could write like uh, Mark Twain, but I'm like Fred Flintstone on the computer. So that's the best way to describe how I am. Um, what I can tell you is, don't rush. I know we all want to, you know, and I'm going to say this now, now that it's on my mind, you know, you make the most money on books when you have a lot of them out there. Why? Because the royalties, uh, especially on, you know, like Kindle or regardless of who you use uh, as a self-publisher, um, they get their fair share of the, you know, the, they get the lion's share. I mean, they, they charge you for printing it. Um, they charge you another percentage for their royalties. Then, then you get your royalties, which, out of a twenty-dollar book, may end up being seven dollars. So, you can sell a, a ten books, and you're not making two hundred dollars. You're making about seventy dollars. So, you know the volume. The volume is very important. With that being said, the way you put volume out is you put volume out by putting it in a hard cover, a soft cover, and an ebook. Um, and I'll kind of go down some of the real quick things to know about uh, about that. Ebooks you make very little money on because although it's more the most accessible, um, you know people make money. And don't hit the option to let people share your your uh, intellectual properties. You know your ebooks with everybody because they'll buy one ebook and fifty freaking people are reading. You'll lose out on all that that uh, money. Uh, don't don't think your book is that good where you're going to overly price it because that's another, you know, there's certain um, things you'll learn about pricing. You know, if you price it too high, people aren't going to buy it. If you price it too low, you're going to be losing money on it. So you have to come to that happy medium, you know. Um, competition. Competition in this field You'll notice you're, you have a five-star rating. You will have people specifically selling books in the same genre, which will come up with a fake bullshit name and crucify you. And I found this out real fast when I wrote The, uh, um, the Disappearance of Dennis Lloyd Martin, which was the first book that was actually done with the actual um, reports from the Parks Department and actual interviews with... Uh, everyone that was involved that was still alive, uh, including uh, um, Harold Key, um, 
who was actually the only really witnessed anything that ever went on there. But you will have people, you know, just, they will write under fictitious names, especially like in Amazon, you know, like they, they said to my, oh, the proofreading is, the proofreading and the spelling is horrible. Well, nothing for nothing, mental midget. I run my, all of my stuff through uh, Word 10 and Grammarly Premier, so... You know, the likely likelihood of anything, the, gra the grammatics and the spelling being wrong uh, is probably not really true, if in fact it isn't true. I mean, I might not be, you know, one of the best writers in the world, but at the same time, the spelling and the grammar are perfectly fine. So, you know, somebody's just throwing a wrench into your cod to make their books look better. Um, you'll notice... <clears throat> When you start, it's going to ask you for a little excuse me, information about what the book is about. And then it's going to ask you seven key words, which are hits for algorithms. Now, Amazon, which is probably the one of the bigger seller points, uh, has this really effed up way of doing their algorithms. I can't, I can't make any sense out of it. Like, I could put my book name in there and it won't come up. But if I put my name as an author, it's all over the place. So what you do is, and, and here, here's another reason why I why I tell you to um, why I tell you to do the three different types: the ebook, the hardcover book, and the soft covered book. Because in each one of those, you can link the books all together, but you have an opportunity to use 20, 21 different algorithms. Most people don't think about that. I am not. I would make a ton of money on my books, but I do not know anything about sales. I don't know anything about marketing. You know, that's like asking me to wire your house. I wire for fire. It's going to burn down, so I don't get near the marketing aspect of this thing. And I sure in hell am not going to spend a ton of money on people claiming to going to be, you know, um, going to sell all my books and I get, not, you know, I pay a ton of money. I get no, no results. Um, and I'll give you a, a prime example. I got a call from this company. I believe it's in New Jersey or New York called Marquee. They do your personal bios. Okay. Now, according to Wikipedia, all of the all of this is supposed to be free because I, I researched them. I got a couple calls and I researched this. I researched that. And, I mean, nothing for nothing, I've been in who's who on, in archaeology and certain books like that. Never cost me a dime. Ask me for some personal information. So this guy calls me up and, you know, believing that this is what I'm going to be dealing with, you know, I give him a whole uh, bunch of information, figuring, okay, well, if I'm out there, people are going to know. And, you know, it's more likely I'm going to be selling a lot of books. Um, <clears throat> so as as the this... As the, this slowly and you know comes to a uh, a final a final interview prior to writing this bio or whatever the hell they do, uh, I was informed that <clears throat> I needed a plaque with my name and stuff on it, uh, and it would only cost me about twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I'm spending twelve hundred dollars. That will buy me a lot of fishing poles, 
a lot of ammunition, a day on a charter fishing boat. So no, you're not getting my $1,200. You know what? And if I was going to spend $1,200, I would put it into marketing. Well, I like my toys, so you're not getting it. Um, your first manuscript, you should use a Word, a Word document form because you, you're going to realize that you are going to read your manuscript before you've been proof it uh, probably 20 times. And you're going to consistently make changes. And then once you've proofread it and everything, you know, the formatting is set up the way you want it. You, you, you proofread it, you thought everything is good. Keep the, keep the normal, the Word document. Save it as a PDF. So now you got two documents because the PDF is what you're going to have to drop into the, uh, self, the self-publishing uh, manuscript uh, where they ask you for that file. Because if you put it in Word Word document on occasions, not often, but on occasions, the formatting of their program, especially Kindle Direct, changes it all over the place. So to stop that from happening, you just drop it in as a PDF. I mean, if you if if they say they won't accept the PDF, you're going to have to use Word, but just rebrowse the Word to make sure that your pages are all numbered, that there's nothing out of line, there's no Make sure there's consistencies with uh, the, the style you use as far as the um, parentheses, commas, anything like that. Um, and, but, but don't be discouraged if you got to read it 27 times. So, what do you do with, after you're all done with the hard copies and the soft copies? You take your Word, uh, you take your Word document and you make, you just give it another name. And just have a second copy. Because on the second copy, what you're going to do is you're going to take out the contents, the contents page, and then you're going to take the page numbers off it. Because what you'll be using is a uh, program called uh, Kindle Kindle Create, which creates um, creates the ebook. Now, ebooks are flowing, so they don't need page numbers. So if they don't need page numbers, they don't need contents. Okay? Gotta kind of remember that. Uh, when you put it in there, make sure you check each page because the, their their ebook conversion uh, isn't as progressive as one thinks it should be in 2022. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at something that maybe it's a 19, late 1990s version because it it should listen. It's a freaking computer, and the way computers are nowadays. You should be able to dump whatever file in there. This this thing should come out looking like a piece of art. Uh, it does not come out look, looking like a piece of art. The only art it looks like is when you change it. So you should really have that. So and then what happens is in Kindle Direct, I, I mean the Kindle Create, you're going to see a couple things when you hit publish. Uh, a word uh, generate is going to come up. When you hit generate, that'll be the ebook file. So what you should have on your USB, however you want to do this, you should have your Word copy of your manuscript, your PDF version of your manuscript, your Word document 
without the um, the page, the table of contents, or the numbers, and then you should have your uh, your uh, generated ebook file. Okay, and do you know when when you're going to label these? Put a put like a date on them, like either 2022 or 12-21. Because what's going to happen is if you're like me and I'm in the process of doing this now and, and what little hair I have left I can pull out is that you, because you will be rewriting this damn thing so many times and you will be updating it that you won't remember which one's which unless there's a numeric number telling you when it was made and, you know, so on and so forth. So, with that being said and done, I mean, it's not that very hard to, you know, do your own book. Cover create, I'm going to give you some good advice for the Kindle cover create. Um, use your own photograph and just allow um, just allow the, the, the uh, cover create, use it as uh, for text only because, uh, again, uh, Kindle, Kindle Direct makes a ton of money on us. Uh, has some of the oldest and antiquated programs that a human being can find. I mean, you know, if you're going to use one of their covers, you might as well just be, you know, writing something like a either a geometry book or a, you know, a, and I don't want anything on my front cover book, you know, and, uh, and I'm not into that kind of crap. I don't say I design the best covers, but, you know, you, you get the point. And it is true, you know, really, your co the cover... The cover does sell the book, you know. They always say don't judge a book by, by its cover. Well, quite honestly, it's the cover that draws them to the book. I don't give a shit if you've got uh, Einstein's missing notes in there. Uh, not Einstein. Um, Tesla's missing notes in there. Uh, they are, they're not going to buy it if the cover looks like um, something a cat dragged in. So... Um, you know, and like I said, when, you, when I would stay away from the 60-40 pricing because simply you're not going to generate enough sales. You know, they say, well, we're going to distribute it in all these extra places. Well, believe it or not, there's only certain major countries that want books that are written in English. Um, I have yet to convert any into a different language, which I know you can do, but uh, I don't know how willing I am to do that right now. Um, we'll see. I mean, maybe something down the future, but uh, not right now. So, with that being said, you know, and don't be surprised if you go to the bottom of the page where it says contact us, it's going to give you an option of an email, a chat, or give us a call back. Go to give us a call back. But don't be surprised that these people on the other end um, are always going to come up with excuses why they can't do what you want to do. You know, oh, well, we don't have authorization to do this. You know, the, if you don't have authorization by the author who they ask you 100 questions to prove that you're the author, if you don't have authorization to change it, then what the frick am I talking to you for? I mean, you know, I don't get it, but that's that's some of the stuff you got to deal with. It's going to be annoying as hell, and then you're going to get somebody on the other end of the phone that 
you know, you can't understand what the hell they're talking about or both either verbally or, you know, they're going to come up with all this tech tech crap, how do you do this, and, and, you know, if you're like me, you're not going to know what the hell they're talking about, and they think the whole world should be, you know, computer geeked out, and, you know, that's not how the world really is. With that being said, um, I just thought this was a topic we had to cover, because I hear a lot of people getting frustrated about it, and, you know, they're afraid to, you know, throw their hat into the ring. But, uh, you know, you're going to realize that people outside of America read a hell of a lot more than people inside of America. Uh, the American population has just become some so uh, media-driven, you know, mostly false media-driven, that they, they, can't, they can't actually pick something up to read. Um, you know, that's, that's why they're always running around with, fake information, and they realize it's fake information, they get pissed off at everybody but themselves, you know, um, if you think about it, when you want to learn how to do something, or how something goes together, you usually go to a hardcover copy of something or other, whether it's a manual or a novel or whatever, but with that being said, this is episode number 120, I mistake the one before that for 120, I was wrong with that. I have a couple more that are out there. So, you know, when it comes to saying I I, I ought to write a book, don't talk about it. Just do it. And just remember, when you're walking in the woods at night, you hear footprints, steps coming up from behind you, or you're in a dark parking lot, dark alleyway, dark room, somewhere you know your ass shouldn't be, hear those footsteps come up behind you, you better either know where the damn back door window are or start running like your ass on fire and your head's catching, or you are going to be one of our, one of my new podcasts. Until next one, I will see you later.